This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. Like so many others, we too have been on quite a few conference calls, Zoom calls, and having conversations regarding COVID-19 and the global crisis. We've also at Somebody Cares America and Somebody Cares International have hosted and facilitated some of those calls. On one of those calls back on April the 2nd, we had a national call with business owners, ministries, churches, medical professionals, first responders, and we had a special guest with us, Major General Bob Dees, who's retired from the U.S. Army. I asked Major General Bob Dees if he would take a few moments to share with us on that call about the importance of resilience in leadership especially since he is so experienced in the military, business sectors, nonprofits, including as a Christian brother himself. First, I think it'd be fitting to share with you a little bit about who Bob Dees is. Major General Bob Dees, who's retired, served 31 years in the U.S. Army in a wide variety of command and staff positions, culminating in his last three assignments as Assistant Division Commander for Operations, the 101st Airborne Division, Air Assault, Commander, 2nd Infantry Division, United States Forces, Korea, and as Deputy Commanding General in the Corps in Europe, concurrently serving as Commander of the U.S.-Israeli Combined Task Force for Missile Defense. Following military retirement in January of 2003, Bob served as Executive Director, Defense Strategies for Microsoft Corporation, followed by Leadership of Military Ministry and Nonprofit Outreach to the Military, while authoring the Resilience Trilogy, Resilient Warriors, Resilient Leaders, and Resilient Nations. He pioneered resilience programs for the military and beyond as Associate Vice President for Military Outreach, Adjunct Professor, and Director of the nation's first institute for military resilience at Liberty University. In fact, his Resilience Trilogy books are textbooks, for psychology, counseling, business, religion, and government courses. He has also authored books like Resilient God Style, an associated Resilience God Style study guide, a Resilience God Style video series, and a Resilience God Style training game. Bob also served as National Security Advisor and Campaign Chairman for former presidential candidate. He is now President of Resilience Consulting, LLC, serving a variety of constituents in the arenas of resilience consulting, business, cyber defense, counterterrorism, and care for military troops and families, as well as General D serves on the board of directors of the Lindell Foundation, bringing help, hope, and healing for addicts, downtrodden veterans, and other needy populations in America and beyond. Now, Bob frequently provides leadership and resilience talks at a variety of seminars and conferences, as well as commentary on current military and resilience issues in such venues as Fox Huckabee, Fox Business, Council for National Policy, Focus on the Family, the CBN Network, American Association of Christian Counselors, American Family Radio, uh, Men's Conferences, New Canaan Society, Pinnacle Forum, Wall Builders Live, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and numerous churches and ministries across America. He was also featured as one of the 30 master leaders in America by George Barna, and was presented the 2018 George Washington Military Leadership Award by the Council for National Policy. General Bob Dees has also been a longtime friend. We've served on various boards together, and I'm personally grateful that he's been an advisor, friend, 
and consultant to me as well as part of our advisory council for Somebody Cares America and Somebody Cares International. What I really love about General and Mrs. D's is that they're grateful for the privilege of serving God, nation, and others during these critical times. So I'd like to share with you this extrapolated message that he shared with us on a national Zoom call on April 2nd. What he shared with us was very substantive, very encouraging, and very insightful, and I know it will administer to you as well. We live in a world of crisis, but this presents us with an opportunity we must not waste. We are called to be the light of the world, filled with the Spirit of God, a city on a hill. Light always shines brightest amidst the darkest hours. As we draw closer to God and reconnect with our families, let's remember to care for the most vulnerable. Somebody Cares chapters and partners continue to bless our communities with much-needed supplies, including N95 masks to our medical professionals, food and essentials for our senior citizens and families, encouragement and friendship for those who feel alone. You can be a blessing too. Give today at somebodycares.org. Well, Doug, it's good to be with you, and it's always inspiring to be with the uh, Somebody Cares family. I recognize you as precious commodities. Uh, Leaders are incredibly valuable in the secular world, in the military world, doubly uh, valuable in the spiritual world because uh, it takes a lot of uh, gumption to be a spiritual leader in this these days. Uh, what I'm hearing, Doug, from your people, again, inspiring, I'm hearing about stewardship, which is loosening our grip on what's in our hands and then releasing it to God, just like the boy with the loaves and fishes, as uh, Mark referred to, or uh, Moses, with a rod in his hand, he loosed it, and, and it turned into a powerful serpent that was an indication of God's, um, God's power. So stewardship is uh, what I'm hearing. I'm also hearing innovation, which is a creative use of resources and uh, partnership. And I'm hearing about, uh, you know, the ultimate military compliment for a warfighter is to say that somebody is marching to the sound of the guns. And so I'm very encouraged to hear that each one of you are marching to the sound of the guns in your neighborhood, so to speak. And, you, and you're not worried about uh, some of the bullets coming your way. You're not worried about ducking into a foxhole and hunkering down, uh, but you're marching to the sound of the guns. So that's the ultimate compliment. And that's what I hear you saying. As Doug, as I was praying and the rest, as I was praying about what you might be going through your world's. Uh, I was just trying to put on uh, my eyeglasses for leaders, uh, and uh, I want uh, a couple of things came to mind. Uh, yes, I train a lot about resilience and things. Many of you have heard those resilience um, talks about uh, how we prepare for the storms of life, how we weather the storms. Uh, certainly, as the waves are coming over the side of the boat in America, you know how does uh, faith arise and fears diminish? And I say it's a, a simple equation of fear plus faith equals courage. And courage is holding on 10 seconds longer and another 10 seconds. Or in the case of America, holding on another month of quarantine and another month of unemployment, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, courage is the order of the day. Uh, our people need courage. Leaders give people courage. Uh, so I'm looking at each one of you, and what I'm seeing is a person. I'm seeing a minister of the gospel, and I'm seeing a leader. 
And as I consider those three hats, and some of you wear many other hats, I'm sure, but as I see those three hats, I just, uh, a couple of words from the Lord, from my perspective. Um, as people, we need to recognize we are in a storm, and it says in Psalm 57, 1, hiding under the shelter of God's wings until the destruction passes by. We clearly have destruction passing by, passing over our land, and it's visiting some areas more than others, but probably will visit all of us before all is said and done. And, and the point is, we hide under the shelter of God's wings, and we have that assurance. We have that security. God is our rock, our fortress, our deliverer, the strong tower to whom we can run. And as David is talking, talking about this, he says, Be gracious uh, to me, O God. Be, anxious, be gracious to me, for my soul takes refuge. My soul, not just my body, but my soul takes refuge in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will take refuge until destruction passes by. He goes through some more discussion of dis destruction, and then he says, My heart is steadfast. Oh, God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises. Awake my glory. And he goes on. Uh, the, the point is, uh, we need to hide under the shelter of God's wings. And for us as individuals, I would just challenge you. I know you're busy. I know you're marching to the sound of the guns. But a 10-minute devotion is not going to get it. I talk about putting in the IV in the midst of crisis. We've got to put in the IV the IV in our earbuds, the word of God, the music of God, fellowship with God's people. We've got to put in the IV and get that spiritual nourishment or we will soon run dry amidst the needs that we face. And that gets to the whole issue of personal self-care. I would also highlight that we as people are in charge of families. We lead families. We inspire children. We uh, are the spiritual leaders of our spouses or helpmates, and however that works. The point is, uh, we have an individual life that we can't disregard. Um, so for faith to arise and fears to diminish, you need to guard your primary relationships as ministers. Guard your primary relationships, those in your immediate flock, in your immediate family. Ironically, sometimes we attack the ones we love the most. Maybe we feel secure, but that's a dynamic in crisis that we absolutely need to avoid. Uh, I would just mention some resources along the way. Uh, for those of you that have right now media subscriptions, there is a Resilience God Style nine-week video series on right now media. I would commend that because if there's any time to be intentional and to help people understand how to navigate, navigate crisis, it is now. Uh, and, and it's Resilience God Style, not man style, but God Style. Not by power, by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So you can go right now, media, and see that to help your children, help your uh, immediate circle navigate this. There's a number of groups around the country that are using that for virtual small groups and things. Uh, so the second thing is that you all were the head of ministers, and it says in Isaiah 66, 2, God calls upon those who are humble, contrite, and who tremble at his word. So I, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but we all need to be trembling at God's word. And then uh, in chaos, one of the things that I say is that we must remember our call. I've seen it time and time again. I won't take time to tell stories, but remembering one's call in the middle of artillery or machine guns or chaos or pandemics or hurricanes is very important. 
So we all need to remember our call. And as we remember our call, that helps us gain spiritual altitude, helps us see better. And it also helps us define the division of labor. What is it and specifically in our call that we should be doing? And what should we necessarily, uh, what should we not be doing? The point is to work our lane and work it well with others. A threat does clear a man's head, and this is a unique opportunity. People are open more than ever before, and so as a minister of the gospel, uh, yes, we do need to march to the sound of the guns. It's sort of the intersection of the Great Commandment, Great Commission, which is a sweet spot now of relevance to the people in great need. Uh, finally, leaders. You wear a leader hat, and my only uh, reminder to leaders is that as David was a shepherd, a shepherd leader, a servant leader, and it says he shepherded them, Israel, according to the skill of his hands and the integrity of his heart. So leadership is a combination of skill, uh, I mean, uh, character, integrity of his heart, and skill, which is competence. And the bridge between those is this thing called wisdom. How do we apply the characteristics that God has put into our lives uh, in a wise way in the world around us so that it's relevant, so it's helpful? so it's powerful, so that it serves the, the purposes of God. Uh, and then finally, uh, uh, some admonitions about leading in crisis. As each of you in your own way leads in crisis, one, expect opposition. Uh, Doug referred to this. Uh, we, we, we have spiritual forces. We have globalists, et cetera. But we also have people in our neighborhoods in our city governments, in our local councils that are distinctly opposed to anything we stand for and we might do. You may have heard reports Samaritan's Purse is being strongly opposed by the mayor of New York City uh, because of, of their stance on the gospel. And, and you know, there's, it's said that, well, maybe they won't serve LGBT folks or maybe they won't help them, which is a, a total false narrative, but uh, that's the type of opposition all of you can face. Some of it will be overt, some of it will be covert. There'll be guerrilla warfare that you need to be aware of all the time. Uh, secondly, affirm those in the crucible. It's not the time to figure out what went wrong or woulda, coulda, shoulda. Uh, and I know that y'all y'all probably do that. Uh, you excel at that. Let experts do their job. I did a study of nuclear disasters and this and that. Uh, and oftentimes, the leader stepped in just at the wrong moment. He had to, to show that he was a leader, and he would uh, slow down the process when the expert knew that they needed to press button three, five, and eight to solve the problem. So, so you know, don't get in the way of experts. However, as a leader, you have to have wisdom because an ex experts don't all agree. And, and sometimes you, you sort of have to cut the baby in half. Uh, with respect to your experts. Uh, shield your subordinates. Because there will be a lot of media, there will be opposition, there will be other things. The leader's job is to be a heat shield for your subordinates. Uh, and as you affirm them, you also need to protect them. Mobilize resources, of course. And then think deep. I heard a couple of you allude to this. There's close battle in, in warfare, and there's deep battle. Deep battles looking over the horizon. Deep battles looking at the enemy that may be on your doorstep three days from now. And so the point is, spiritually, we need to think deep beyond this crisis, think deep into the recovery from this crisis. What does it look like to regain our vital optimism as neighborhoods, 
as uh, civic uh, entities and as a nation. How do we regain that vital optimism? How do we put spring in our steps personally and corporately? Of what does that look like? And uh, again, leaders have to lead through that. Uh, one final thing, uh, leaders have to maintain a sense of balance because you're gonna see casualties on your right and your left. Uh, and you, you need to have compassion for that. And yet you need to honor the fallen, so to speak, but you need to lead the living. And it requires a, a balance between this compassion and this clear focus mission orientation to help even more rather than focusing on the ones that you perhaps no longer can help in a, in a significant way. So with that, Doug, I'll land the plane. Just be assured of my continuing prayers. God is our rock, our fortress, our deliverer, the strong tower to whom we can run. And I know that each one of you is marching to the sound of the guns. I honor you for it, and it's a privilege to be with you today. God bless. I'm sure like myself and all those that were on that Zoom call April 2nd, you found what General Bob D. shared with us very insightful and encouraging. I'll definitely have to have General Bob Dee's back with us on a future podcast. Would you bear with me just for a moment as I share briefly some of the things that we've been involved in our Somebody Cares America and International Network in helping communities during COVID-19? You can get all the information at our website at somebodycares.org, but let me give you just a brief overview. Just from our Somebody Cares America offices in Houston, Texas, we've distributed well over 90,000 N95 masks to hospitals, medical ministries, police departments, fire departments in Texas, California, Virginia, and other locations across the nation, as well as meeting other needs. We've also been in communication with the leaders of the Navajo Nation from Arizona and New Mexico and discussing what we can do to send some resources to help them out, including N95 masks, some nutritional food products, as well as other critical needs that they have there. In the midst of that, we're also responding to ongoing disasters across our country and also helping to work with partners in Louisiana and Tennessee to evaluate the needs following the recent deadly tornadoes that struck on Easter weekend. Also throughout the nation, our chapters and affiliates and partner organizations are continuing to serve their communities during this crisis as well. Somebody Cares Baltimore, for example, is helping facilitate a thousand heat and eat meals each day through local churches who are serving the seniors, homeless, and young families in their communities. Somebody Cares New England continues to distribute food to the community as one of the few food pantries in the region to do so. Somebody Cares Tampa Bay has been hosting webinars on a variety of subjects, including practical tools for smaller churches and organizations on how to set up online streaming, workshops on sharing your testimony, and weekly prayer meetings, they are also soliciting supplies of food donations to continue to meet the demand of their food truck outreach to families in need, uh, which has literally quadrupled. Somebody Cares Denver is providing groceries for hundreds of families each week, sack lunches for the homeless, and grocery delivery to senior citizen apartments. Somebody Cares Pasco Hernando counties in Florida distributed 77,000 pounds of food and water during the first seven weeks of the COVID response and crisis. Somebody Care San Antonio continued to distribute groceries to their community, as well as giving out handmade masks and distributing N95 masks that we at Somebody Care has provided. Other chapters and affiliates and centers and relationships all across the country are working together as a net that works to reach their communities. In Houston, 
Not only did we give away the nearly 90-something thousand N95s, but we also continue to give out hygiene items, cleaning materials, and other supplies in some of our Somebody Cares chapter churches and ministries who continue to serve seniors and other individuals living in transitional homes. The list goes on and on. You can get more updates at our somebodycares.org. But would you continue to pray for us and all of our partners and affiliates who are stretched so far right now all across this country and around the world? But together we can take our fishes and loaves, offer it in thanksgiving, and watch God multiply the resources to reach the multitudes who are in great need right now. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.